from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality and career and jobs expert, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. So, Ken, my PR team just sent me this. You're going to love this one. Okay. Car HP, uh, written by a guy named Nathan Dyer. Mm-hmm. Um Expensive cars from finance personality Dave Ramsey's car collection. Oh. So you're going to love the cars I own that I don't own. Um, <laughs> uh, not a I'm single one of the them pictures. on here. Not a single one of them yeah. on here I own. Never seen those before. Never, never seen these cars. Uh, you just compl- This guy just makes up lies. This is literally made up. I've seen your cars. Yeah. This is so funny. Okay. Cause I would like a, for you a, to have a few oh, of those. Oh, yellow Corvette here. Okay. Yeah. There's a 1934 DeSoto. That's my favorite. I would take I'd love that. to see you and Miss Sharon roll that, around that, in the that DeSoto fun, coupe. Yeah. 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 Here's a Mustang. Oh, that's cool. A that's, 1966 convertible Mustang. I'd like that. Oh, man. I wish I had that car. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I was as cool as he thinks I am. Of course. 1948 Chrysler Town and Country <laughs> convertible with the wood paneling the wood sides. Wood panels. Don't have that car either. You and Sharon would drive that to the pole. 1959 match. Jaguar XK. Now, that is. Oh. Sweet. Yeah. That screams Dave Ramsey, mm-hmm. only he doesn't have it. You don't. No, don't have it. You know, you could think he'd actually get one of them that I own right. correct. And you have a killer Like one. I've got some nice cars, but I'm none of them you. made his list. Wow. So, you know, but, you know, Abraham Lincoln said everything on the Internet's true. He did. So he did. that he tells did. you what's going on. Yes. And, um, man, I, 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 I am... I, I am much worse than I am in person, if you read on the internet, and I'm much cooler on this guy's site than I is that am a in real, person. Is that a real site? That's a real site. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a car HP, and it's got, you know, famous people supposedly with their famous cars, and there's my little picture and the whole thing. And, and you don't even look happy. He didn't even pick a happy picture, which well, if you own those cars, you'd be pretty I have ahead. a perpetual scowl. Okay. So it's fairly easy to catch my scowl. That is it? completely made up. I can't even believe I'm looking at that. That is that is complete. That's so fun. Gosh, if I wouldn't want, if I wasn't me, I'd want to be me. I, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, I should have somebody write up an article of all the fake cars I own. Yeah. That'd be great. I could really impress my parents. Yeah, people, I mean, and all my high school friends, hey, look at all these fake cars I own. I'm going to get calls from insurance people now. <laughs> I know you are. They're wanting to insure this portfolio of vehicles that I do not own. This is so great. That's that's really great. Dude, if you would work as hard telling the truth and working as you do at lying, you could actually make a living. It's probably. really true. The creativity there. Yeah, I mean, you spent a, he spent a lot of time. I mean, he probably knows how to actually build a website and stuff, but yeah. instead spends his time being a fraud. If I was going to come up with fake cars you owned, I would have thrown in a souped-up El Camino. For me, because yeah. I'm a redneck, that that's would make what sense. I mean. A nod to the Antioch. The car days. that tried to be a truck and couldn't. Yes. Yeah. That's he didn't the car. even like try to go back to your to your roots. Oh man! At yeah. least he didn't he accuse you of, of owning of an electric cars. vehicle. There's not a single big oh, f- good call. At what? least he didn't accuse you of owning an electric. At least you don't own an electric car. An EV, that would have been the complete fraud if any of them were electric. You're right. <laughs> oh my gosh! Great call it. out there. Good, good call, James. Yeah. Open phones at 888 825 
Wow. Be careful what you read, folks. <laughs> I just wish I was as cool as old Nathan Dyer says I am. All right. Stephen is in Athens, Georgia. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. How you doing today, Dave? Great, man. How can we help? Trying to figure out this uh, situation that me and my wife have got ourselves into on how we're going to get out of this hole that we've created. Okay. So, <clears throat> little backstory. Recently sold a home in Southern California. Um, we made great money over there, about 200000 uh, on a whim. We just picked everything up and moved up to Athens, Georgia. In that, took quitting jobs that were well-paid and uh, moving to where not paid as well anymore for the work that's up here and um bought a home immediately over facetime i would never recommend that again but uh yeah moved into the home and Man, when you look up impulsive in the dictionary your picture's there <laughs> yeah about about 42 days from visiting a friend to house being sold and being here quitting jobs that we've had for 15 plus years okay all right. So, uh, California refugees in Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> bought a home, and uh, instantly that home needed a ton of money put into it that we were not expecting. And uh, Face, FaceTime just didn't show that, huh? Okay. No, sir. Nor did inspections. <sighs> okay. So, dug ourselves into some credit card debt, and uh, obviously the home, and then cars that now we no longer, I guess, can say afford um that we were able to afford in california yeah you couldn't afford them because you didn't pay for them but okay we could well you're correct all right so what do you owe on your cars uh altogether about seventy two thousand. okay and break that down for me car number one uh car number one i think i owe about fifty thousand on okay car number two is 22 uh yep. Uh, if car it's, number two is if about, it's 72, then oh, you have three cars. Okay. Uh, correct. Three cars. Uh, okay. One of them's about 20,000, and mm. then the other one's just about paid off. Okay. All right. And uh, what do you? what is your household income now, now that you got new jobs? About 110,000. Okay. And how much is your new house payment? Uh, 2,100. And how much car, how much debt have you run up other than the cars? About 27,000 in credit cards. Okay. To do the repairs on the home or just, just because you bought stuff? Uh, because we bought stuff and to do repairs on the home. Um, some of the money that we used, we used, tried to use most of the money that we had left over after selling a home and bought, purchasing a home, tried to keep a good nest egg, and that didn't work out. A lot of that money, liquid cash, had to go into the home right away. Um, so you got no money then, left? Uh, no money in savings, no, sir. Okay. All right. Well, you can't afford a $50,000 car. You need to sell it. Okay. Period. Even if it was paid for. Understood. You make 110, you don't need a $50,000 car when you make 110. Pretty simple. Okay. Okay. It's it's out of range. Now, unless you're going to see your income coming up dramatically in the next 12 months, you need to get rid of that car. You probably need to get rid of the $20,000 car too. And just get you a couple beaters to drive until you get this mess cleaned up. So what happens is we have to cut stuff until we get the budget back in balance because you're not in Congress. Right? Okay. And so, right. you, you know, you got a, you got a $110,000 top line, and we got to make the bottom numbers fit un, inside of that with a working budget. And that's going to mean selling at least one of those cars and getting a beater, get you a $5,000 car. 
and that's the moves i would make um and um you know we'll help you with the process hang on i'll put you guys into financial peace university it's our class to show you how to get right side up and how to become a millionaire later uh but one of the things we're going to teach you is quit being so dad blame impulsive this is the ramsey show Thanks for joining us, America. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. George is in Sarasota, Florida. Hi, George. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So, um, moved with the, my family to Florida two years ago. Left my business in Washington State, and it's been there in Tacoma, Washington for about five years. And in the last couple of years, trying to, um, you know, work remotely, managing the business. It was a struggle. Uh, we bought a piece of property here. We're planning to build. And, uh, you know, a month ago, the business burned down basically completely. Whoa. And now I'm trying to figure out what to do next uh, as far as um, maybe you know, we saved up about $120,000 plus the land is worth about a hundred. And, uh, we are thinking either to start something new, like the business that I was doing there, which is auto wrecking, um, on the smaller scale, or for me to just get a job, be more stable, sell the land and buy a house, which is what my wife wants us to do. And we have three little kids five, three, and uh, eight months old. I assume you had good insurance. I had no insurance. Business was struggling, and, um, uh, yeah. It so was you just lost it. For me to pay. I lost it, yeah, pretty much. Wow. Some stuff survived. I would say, like, 90% was lost. Yeah. So, so what's the land worth? Because you own the real estate, right? Um, I did not own the real estate. It was, um, my landlord had the, the insurance for the building. Oh. So, but the land I purchased here, we were planning to build on is worth about a hundred thousand. And we have 120,000 in savings and you're renting. So we were thinking, yes. Okay. What would you do right now if you could just snap your fingers with the skill set you have, knowing your industry that would pay you the most? What what would that be? Um, there are a couple options. I have um, maybe going into consulting for a company, auto company, or uh, I honestly like work for myself my whole life, thirty six, and. Um, I don't know. So do you do you have trade skills? Um, I do have trade skills. What I are used those? to work in a body shop as a tech, mm-hmm. as a repairing cars. Mm-hmm. And I can do get I, I can get back into that. What what was the uh, the actual business was what you said it was auto wrecking? Yes. What's that mean? So that's uh recycling um a auto, junkyard. It's like a junkyard. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But right. I was doing more of like a indoor auto wrecking, which was parting cars out, selling used auto parts. Okay. So you would buy a totaled car, part it out, sell off the scrap, and sell off the parts. Correct. Indoors. 
And when you yep. were in Tacoma and you all lived there and the business was flourishing, what did you make? What was your best year profit, taxable profit? About 150. Okay. All right. Um, what, I, does it, what does it take to set that up? So you lost, up there you lost tools and some inventory in yeah. the fire. Mm-hmm. What's it, take to, what's, it take to set, what's it take to set the business up and get it running, not counting the land and the building? Um, it would take uh, some tools, some equipment. Um, yeah, like 50 grand, 40 you know, grand? Like probably around there, yeah, yeah, 40. Yeah. Okay. What I would do if I were in your shoes is I would take some side gig hustles, hustle and grind mm-hmm. to make a living, and I would go rent an, a warehouse somewhere not and, and i would sell your land now okay. if you sell the land you got two hundred twenty thousand bucks right correct okay and we take 50 out of that and now now i've got 170 to put down on a mm-hmm. house okay okay and um i'm going to start the business in a rental property not a owned piece of real estate this time i'm going to put insurance on it and you know how to make $150,000 a year parking out cars on, on the inside, inside, inside of a warehouse, right? Yes. And uh, you can get to doing, you can turn a profit within 90 days of doing that, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. I figured you could. Because that's a quick turn business. You have, you, have the, uh, you have the access to the supply of the totaled vehicles, and do you have a distribution for the parts to part them out? You know how to get, get them yeah. sold right quick? Because you yeah. weren't doing that yeah. on a local basis. You're doing that on a national basis. National and international, yeah, we're yeah. selling. Yeah, the part, the parting out is a, it's an internet function, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah, okay. This is not like some good old boy in Sarasota wanders in and buys a transmission from you. You're parting this sucker out. You're sending a, every little piece all over the dadgum world out of this thing. And you know exactly yeah, what 90, the, you know that you know the cars in your gut without even asking that have parts that are in high demand, so you know what to buy. That's correct. Yeah, the, the, because the parts on that particular vehicle will sell; the parts on the other vehicle won't sell. So I don't screw with it, right? That's a hundred percent. Yeah, yep. you got this. Is his skills. It is. The, the, the issue that I want to address real quick is the relationship uh-huh. issue. Your wife wants you to get a, what she's calling a stable job. That means a salary. And so you've got to play. Uh-huh. You've got to think through that. What is her concern? What's her big concern? Because I agree with Dave. You can absolutely do that. I, I would be working in some trades, and, and I'd, I'd ease into it a little bit based on what's happened. But I want to know what she's so worried about. Um, she's uh, worried about me being home and uh, having less stress um, because I had to leave. Um, well, we, we decided to leave to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to work uh, from home. Why did you move to Florida? It was, it was uh, just something we wanted to do. Like Bull crap. Why did you move to Florida? <laughs> okay, so there is a little bit of politics. My, it's closer to my wife's family. Okay. And uh, better for our kids. There you go. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good answer. Yeah. All right. Um, now, mm-hmm. uh, yes. So I'm with Ken. You know, you can start that. You can do the parting out on the side at first until you get it up and running. But you can make more doing mm-hmm. this than you can any trade job yes. or any side hustle. Agreed. 
Yes. This is the way you make your family the most money is reopen this business and run it. But don't get in the real estate business. Be in the part business. Mm-hmm. Rent the dadgum okay. warehouse from somebody. Let them deal with the real estate like mm-hmm. you did before. This time, carry insurance okay. on your stuff, for God's sakes. But other than that, yeah. And, and so you can drop 50K there. You can set 170 aside for a house. Start talking about when we're going to buy the house. Actually, the truth is that you may want to rent for two years and establish a really good income That's as a I self-employed person to qualify yep. for a decent mortgage out of this particular business. But you're not, you know, you got to get that business really rocking for two years mm-hmm. to be able to use that money to qualify for the mortgage because you're going to have two years of self-employed income to prove it out. Um, otherwise, you're going to be making. 60 or 80 doing a trade and that's the base of the house you're going to buy so if i'm you guys if i can get my wife on board i'm going to say let's get a rental and have a two-year plan i'm going to work my tail end off we're going to get this house, get this business up and running and then i'm going to quit the side job and run the business full-time i'm going to come home at five o'clock and i'm going to i'm going to hire staff and people working for me so i don't have to be gone all the time and we run a business during a normal business hours and we grow it and we're going to make 250 uh, because we're going to staff up and we're going to run, you know, hire some marketing people, some tech people, as well as some people to do the actual wrench turning. And let's get this thing up and going. And three years from now, you ought to be making serious money. That's that. And buy a house with 170 down or 150 down. Keep 20 as your emergency fund. But yeah, you're, you know, considering you had no insurance and considering you didn't have a good plan before, you've got a lot of good options in he really front of does you. in great financial shape minus the insurance issue yep exactly and if you'd have had the insurance you'd been another 50 ahead or whatever it is or more yeah that's that's whew. lesson learned lesson learned this is the ramsey show I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Thanks for joining us, America. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Hey, Nicole and Perry are with us on the debt-free stage in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Doing good. Good. Welcome, welcome. Good to have you. So how, where do you live? Uh, Amherst, Massachusetts. Ah, cool. Welcome to Nashville. Thank okay. you. And uh, how much debt have you guys paid off? $305,000. Okay. And this took how long? Three years. Exactly three years. Three years. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So 
if I've got my notes right, you're coming to join us. Yes. You're coming to join the Ramsey team. <laughs> yes, just okay. happened. Well, oh, yeah. congratulations. What are you gonna what are you gonna be doing? I'm a product manager on the coaching team. Oh, very good. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, I see the team is out there. They're very excited. Yeah, good they're, team they're spirit excited there. to have you. So what that means is we're not gonna ask your income. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh three hundred and five thousand. What kind of debt was this? Everything. From business debt to car debt credit cards family loans house improvement loans yeah everything everything <laughs> yeah so tell me uh you're normal yeah very okay. how long y'all been married we just hit five years yeah okay so two years into marriage normal sucks mm-hmm. yeah and yep. how'd you get connected to us and then end up working here too <laughs> crazy story so i came across you like a decade ago um i think i just found a book uh but didn't really like just listened. didn't really tried my best to follow it but met him and um once we met and got married we were just like living the life um and then covid hit and he had his own business and lost the business during COVID. So that's when we were like, we lost almost everything. Um, and that was when we we're like, hey, maybe we should follow this. And, and that's kind of how we got on the the plan was when we lost everything because everything was going fine. We were normal up until then. Uh-huh. The yeah. income disappeared and, and all of a sudden, uh what you thought was smart turns out to be stress tested yes. and didn't look smart anymore. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we always were banking on the business being able to continue and to be able to pay the lifestyle and then <clears throat> you know the business went from making about 60 dollars a month to zero because mm. of the lockdowns and wow. so all of a sudden the lifestyle caught up to us and we realized it was no, it wasn't sustainable we couldn't do anything we almost went bankrupt and so what do you do now perry um, I'm in um, marketing and email specialist. Okay. All right. So you can just transfer that when you guys move to Nashville without any trouble. Yep. Okay. And get back to making some bank again. Hopefully, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> was Good that for your you. business? That No, I, was, I actually owned a gym. So I actually oh. had a personal training studio in Philadelphia. Oh, that's a good way to get completely shut down during COVID. Yeah, yeah. so it was not the best business oh, to have. Read, yeah, Philadelphia <laughs> shut everything down. Well, and those yep. little COVIDs, they don't like people that work out. <laughs> it's true. They, they, they were, yeah. They get, those, wow. those COVIDs are mad at people that work out. Oh, wow, guys. I'm sorry. Sorry yeah. you went through that, but I'm so happy you found the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Yeah, and when we actually scheduled the, the this debt-free scream, she hadn't applied yet. It wasn't even on the radar. We kind of just put it out there to kind of get full circle and then I, I, we were looking at hosting FPU classes. And so I was on the website perusing, just, you know, looking at all the different things you have. And then I was like, let me look at the careers just for fun. And then <laughs> saw a role. Um, and I actually just wanted to do a coffee chat to learn, like, what is it that you're looking for in a product manager? So then I can tailor my resume to, like, be what you're looking for. Or if there's anything I'm missing, mm-hmm. I can go out and then get that experience and then try when I'm ready. So a coffee chat ended up to interviews. And then it was like, you're coming down. Let's, you know see if we can speed it up and then yeah we yeah. uh <laughs> you just stepped into the tractor beam <laughs> yeah and it's been yeah. a great experience so we're really excited i yeah. love it way to go yeah. very cool well welcome aboard welcome to nashville and Thank congratulations you. all right now you've been through hell and back what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is I think like constant communication, we like, we listen to the podcast every single day for a couple hours a day and would constantly dream of what things would be like once we pay everything off. And, um, you know, we 
we when he lost his income we were only on my income and so we basically were like we got to live everything's got to be within my income so then when he did get a job um all his income is what helped us pay it off within three years because we could live on one income mm-hmm. and, um, yeah you situated it got your lifestyle way down yeah and we've sacrificed a lot like it's not like we were living the lifestyle it was we sacrificed a lot gave up a lot um and it was a tough three years, but worth it in the end. It. Yeah, I yeah. think intentionality was huge. You know, just being able to speak about everything and have a plan and know this is a season that might be a long season, but it would be, you know, it'd end sooner than later if we just kept to the plan. And so I think at one time I had seven jobs that I was yeah. doing. I was doing anything that someone would pay me to do. Mm. I mean, almost anything. <laughs> and, and anything moral and legal. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we just stuck to the plan and we, you know, always communicated. And even in the hard times, we tried to, you know, understand where we were in that journey and visualize where we were going. And we finished way, you know, way, way, way sooner than we thought we would. Well, it go. sounds like, Perry, you were working a whole lot. That's yeah. a big sacrifice. But, Nicole, when you were talking about a lot you you extended that that vowel sound uh i'm curious what were some of the toughest sacrifices that you guys made so one of our big debts was we did van life for a little bit so we bought a sprinter van a four by four mercedes sprinter um and flipped that so we had to that was that what is what kick-started it we were like we have to sell it like and that Mm -hmm. was like a big sacrifice It was like a gut punch it was like oh look we're living this amazing life and then um to then be like it's gone and we made that sacrifice to sell it so that was a big chunk that helped us a lot um and then yeah we didn't eat out we didn't do anything there were um times (laughs) i got invited to my friend's bachelorette and i was like I'm really sorry. I, I can't afford it. And I have such amazing friends. They were like, come, it's okay. We'll, we'll cover you. Like we want you there. So like that was amazing mm. as well, but a humbling. Yeah. But we had to say no. And I think we've become the annoying people that say <laughs> no to everything and we're cheap and whatever. But, um, I think at know. one point it sunk in too, when things were starting to turn around and when we were in the van, you know, you have cheap utensils and cheap you know <laughs> things to cook and we literally never even bought a new spatula we were using this broken plastic <laughs> spatula that couldn't sure. pick things up and we went to target one day and bought a spatula and we, were like, Woo! we yeah. did it like, we, we made it <laughs> our, um, our drinking glasses were when we would get spaghetti sauce we would rinse it out and that would be our drinking glasses so when people came over we we're like sorry we don't have glasses and we had people being like come on guys you can buy plates because we only had like four and he had dropped a few and I and they were like come on break, i tend to break things yeah oh, i've been there yeah. Perry. Yeah. I, I get in trouble for that Perry, one. That, the sacrifice yeah. was perry dropping plates yeah. and people were like you you can afford that like you can get plates and we're like we yeah we could but then it's like but then we could get this as well and this as well so we we're just like we're we're sacrificed a lot um and even for our son we have a we have a baby boy it was you know he would go to daycare and we only had like three or four outfits and we're like sorry we got to do laundry like we don't have anything like we that we right. sacrificed a lot in that sense as well yeah. that's awesome yeah. he'll never know he no, he couldn't, yeah. <laughs> you know, Dave, there's a whole lot of no's there that are going to lead them to a pretty big yes here in just a moment. Yeah. And I think that's a great lesson. You yeah. guys are awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, We're you. honored to have you on the team and honored to have you as family members here and uh, absolutely incredible. We've got the Baby Steps Millionaires book for you, the uh, Total Money Makeover book and a Financial Peace University uh, membership as well. You'll have all those things when you're here anyway, but you can give them away. And your son's age and name? 
uh, Levi, and he's 14 months. Oh, he is cute. <laughs> he's a baby commercial looking he for a place is. to happen. And I point out, he's got a very clean outfit, by the way. Yeah, freshly right laundered. That freshly laundered outfit, yes. Nicole Perry and Levi from, well, formerly from Amherst, Massachusetts, now from Franklin, Tennessee. 305000 paid off in three years. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Ready? Three, three two, two, one. We're, We're debt-free! Debt <laughs> yeah! Wow. That, that's the way to start a new job. It really is. <laughs> it's quite a start. Very good stuff. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your home for home services. If you're moving... You have a long list of to-dos, but Neighborly has local pros like Housemaster, Five Star Painting, Window Genie, and Junk King to check items off that list. Visit Neighborly.com and schedule a home service expert near you. Today's question comes from Alex in Oklahoma. I recently changed jobs for a pay increase to get us through baby step two. It's the same role at a new company. My previous employer said that they could not make me a counteroffer, but last week I heard from a coworker at that company that they may reach out to me to see if I would come back. They may try to match a new salary or maybe even increase it. I was wondering if this is a risky move. I'm concerned that I might be a target if there are layoffs since I jumped ship. I enjoyed working with my old team, but left for the large pay increase, almost 50%. Is this concern rational? And if so, what can I do to lessen the risk? Well, there's a whole lot of maze and maybes. And I heard this, you know, uh, it came from a coworker. So until the old company contacts you back, Alex, this is all speculation. Let's start there. Uh, but if they were to contact you and you had this, I think it's a legit concern because, you know, if someone left me, if I was the owner of a company and someone left me, I would be worried that they would leave me again. And that's, that's you know, a reasonable worry. You left for a big pay increase. But it, but I would just bring it up to them if this happens. There's a whole lot of maybes in this. And so uh, if they call you back, they want you back, you can explain, hey, I left. I needed the money. I was paying off debt. That's a very reasonable explanation. Uh, and in the, in the interview process, just say, hey, um, have I... Uh, created uh, some concern for you. Do you think I'm loyal? Like I'd bring it up in the interview and look them eyeball to eyeball and allow them to address it, you know, address the elephant in the room. And if they go, there's no elephant, uh, then then you're fine. But I, I, I wouldn't worry about it unless, you know, they say that they've got concerns about you leaving them again. Now, I'm interested to know your thoughts on that because, you know, people leave. We're a large company. You know, any company has people move in and move out. What's your take on that? If they wouldn't match the salary before you left, yeah. the fact that they're coming back now and doing it makes me not want to work for them. So I wouldn't go back. And uh, we have a rule at Ramsey. Uh, our rule is we almost never rehire because in the times that we have rehired in our world, we're not in a high turnover world. We're in a low turnover world. I got a friend that's in the restaurant business. He rehires all the time, but they have 125% turnover a year. So they rehire people. They don't, you know, they, they work seven different places and they cycle back around. It's, uh, but that's a different world. This is a low turnover world I'm in. And what we found over 30 years of running Ramsey is that the reason that someone left the first time will be the same reason they leave the second time. 
And so, yeah, I agree. I think that's, uh, you know, so we don't rehire except in very rare circumstances. Um, so, uh, 99% of the time it's no, I think I have two people out of a thousand that are on their second round here mm-hmm. at this moment. If I remember right, I can name one of them and I, there's another one in the back of my head somewhere, but, um, and we actually call that guy unicorn. Yeah, he Cause, is. Cause he's pretty rare. He you know really I mean? is. He's a fabulous team member. That's right. So, uh, but his nickname around here is that for that <laughs> very reason, cause it's yeah. unusual for us to rehire. Um, and, uh, so anyway, the, but also I would reverse that in your case and say, for the very reason that they didn't take care of you hmm. before you left is the reason you don't want to return. You know, they didn't step up. They had, you had to wait until you're gone. And then they're like, well, I guess we are. Because you're right. You're the first one back out the door. When you get back over there, you're in a tenuous setting. I wouldn't go back. I think you are I think you made your decision. You moved on. You got a 50% pay raise. I'd stay. Stay yeah. where you are. Yeah. And just say, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's nice. I wish we'd have had this discussion before, but we didn't, and I'm not cool. You know, If they make the offer on the spot, then that's different. Yeah, a lot of speculation in this too, and I think he needs to be focused on the now where he is, and let's move forward. Yeah, you know, and I quit. Think you make quit, a good point. You know, quit jumping around on every penny that somebody throws at you. That's fifty percent's not a penny, yeah. but if they're going to just match what you did, and you're going to go back, you know, no. Yeah, I mean, if they want to give you fifty percent of what you got now, we'll have to talk about it, I guess. But you know, but if you, all you're doing is chase, it's not. Yeah, be careful. Yep. Yeah, because we know that following the great resignation was the great regret that's correct millions of people uh went to another job and they went oh this isn't what i thought it was going to be or what i was told there's a lot of that going on yeah yeah you, they told me i could you know i work for zoom and i could work from home <laughs> yeah. and then zoom says oh even zoom is coming back to work in the office that's the great that's, ir- the, that's irony. the greatest yeah. irony in the history of the world <laughs> but yeah so a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Katrina is in Boston, Mass. Hi, Katrina. What's up? Hi, Dave. Hi, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. I am a new listener to your show, and I am just kicking myself for not listening earlier. I feel like I've never really learned to adult when it comes to my finances, so I have a lot to learn. Um, I am a 45-year-old single mom by choice. That means I decided to have my children on my own using a sperm donor. And I say that so you know I'm totally financially responsible for my two kids. They just turned one and three. They're little babies. Um, And I'm really feeling anxious about our financial future. And I'm just a little bit paralyzed about what my next step should be. Um, I have a chunk of money in savings, and I don't know if I should pay off my mortgage. What's, a, what's a chunk? A, um, about I have about two hundred and fifty thousand in savings. That's a good and chunk. Of the kids, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a good chunk. They okay. they each have about eight grand in their in their accounts as well. Okay. Um, and how much I do you make a have year? About one forty five. Okay. And what other what debts other than your mortgage do you have? <laughs> None, just my mortgage. Wow. I just got a payoff quote on it because I have a feeling you're going to tell me to pay yeah, off. Yeah, what, what's the payoff, payoff on quote. it? It's 97 or 98. It's not much, mm-hmm. but here's my complications. Um, I 
I bought my house uh, a few years ago from my father. Um, I bought it for 150 and it's a great deal at the time. It was probably worth 350 Now I think it's about worth 650 um, But it's falling apart. And it also came with two little rental units. So the whole thing together is probably sell for around 650 And everything is kind of old and falling apart. Um, I'm constantly putting money in to fix things, um, never mind trying to get ahead on some of the repairs that I know will need to come soon. Um, the other complication I have is that I have a very long commute to work. I'm, I'm, I'm a high school teacher, uh, mm-hmm. high school vice principal, um, and I spend between three and four hours a day commuting right now. Oh so I, my kids are in, I know, my kids are in daycare. It's fine. I spend an absolute fortune to, you know, pay people to take care of my kids for me. So I know at some point in the next few years, I'm either going to have to get a new job, which I don't want to do, or buy a new home that's closer to work. So I just yeah. don't know what to do with my money and how to set myself up for success in five years. Where did the 250 like, come from? Just my savings. You're frugal. I, you know. Amazing. Uh, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Really I mean, careful. you lived on $250,000 less than you made over a period of some years. That's impressive. Well, I'm 45. That's impressive. I'm 45, and I never. Well, you're not 85. You just. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> no. You did great. Receive the compliment. You rock, Katrina. Yeah, you do Thank great, you. man. I, well, I would I'm sell the house. I would sell your house today. Right. Yeah, and move closer to oh. the district and pay cash. Oh, I. Okay, I can't sell yeah. the house because it's a family house that we are very attached to. Who's we? Me and my parents. I'm not attached to it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a house. It's allowed me to have the kids that I would not have been able to have when I was renting an apartment in Boston, you know? So it served its purpose. Uh, and it's, it's a and house. You, you sell it even with the rental unit? I would yes. sell it. The chances of me commuting three hours a day is precisely zero for more than yeah. 10 days. That's going to kill you. It's going to suck the life. You have, you, you're you're more obligated to this house than you are spending time with your children. Oh, I know, but it, I know. I hear Sell you. Sell the it's house. Okay. okay. It's a stupid house. Oh, my gosh. Life is too it, short it, listen, to commute If that you much. gave your children a gift mm. that at first was a blessing and later became a curse because they didn't want you to feel bad, you didn't give them a gift. And you wouldn't do that to your kids, and your dad didn't do that to you. Sell the house. It's a house. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.